Hello, everybody. I'm Val Pancakes, and joining me tonight on the stack, I have the strongest man in all the land, Arthur MacArthur. He can be seen. He can be seen on IWTV in various promotions, including but not limited to uh, Ruthless Pro Wrestling, Flop House, Southern Underground Pro, and of course, um, Absolute Intense Wrestling IAW. So please welcome tonight, Arthur MacArthur. Going on, guys. It's awesome to be here, and I gotta say, I love this show idea, pancake. The way to go. I'm more of a waffle guy, but oh, yeah. Hmm. If I'd have known that you were a waffle guy, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know there's IHOP, International House of Pancakes, but I don't know. I always stop at a waffle house, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. Oh, we'll we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it for sure. Alrighty. So, just so that everybody kind of understands where you're coming from, um, how long have you been wrestling? Um. I just recently had my two year anniversary, uh, May 25th. Uh, so it's been two years. Debut with AIW. Well, technically, I debuted for our little developmental uh, promotion, UXWA. So, like two years and two months, if you want to be technical. But yeah, it's been about two years. Awesome. And what was your first exposure to wrestling? First exposure to wrestling? I was just a young man living up in the Attitude Era. And I seen guys, my dad was watching that. You know, when a lot of casual viewers were watching, um, saw guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, you know, Vince McMahon, The Corporation, all that. That was my first exposure to wrestling and fell in love ever since, you know. So who is your wrestling inspiration? Wrestling inspiration? Well, I guess as a young man, I guess. I guess Stone Cold had to be the guy, you know, because, you know, I had all the figures. I had the posters. I had the everything and he was just you know it's not really someone a child should be looking up to this raging alcoholic man just beating up authority but i was all about it and and he was just kind of like the first mega hero for a lot of us and growing up in that time so i guess you could say he was my inspiration you know for wrestling and all that so how did you decide to pursue wrestling well uh always wanted to do it and you know I, it's funny because i started I, I when i when i turned 18 i i saw there was all these schools and at the time you know i'm a broke kid living with his mom and dad i don't i don't know i don't have money and i'm seeing all these schools are like thousands of dollars a storm academy thousands of dollars come here it's like i can't leave home like that i'm a grand just in the bank chilling like that i don't have a job yeah spoiler i didn't have a job at that point but, and I'm just sitting there like, how do I get into this? Like, this seems impossible. It's like a rich man's sport. Um, I ended up joining the army and did that for four years. I came back, trying to find my place in life, you know, trying to find all these career fields and they just weren't working for me. And lo and behold, my sister had a mutual friend who worked for AIW sharing the flyer, you know, come, come to AIW, come learn how to be a wrestler. I'm like, my interest is peaked. So I messaged the, the count and of course my now trainer Dominic Garini uh, responds and lo and behold, I, I started going and that's what kind of got me into it. It's just, I mean, you guys share these flyers for joining schools, they do work and they do make a difference. So that's how I kind of found my way into the business. So that you saw the flyer and that's how you decided you were gonna train at the AIW. But like, what was your 
what was your first like class like what was your first bump like first class first bump i remember it. i just i remember walking in there and i'm just the, the ring is not what i expected a training ring to look like you know all low kind of dingy looking it is what it is and for the first day at aiw you don't bump i mean i did i, I bump eventually i'll touch on that in a second but they kind of get you how to like roll and run the ropes and we have a little tradition at AIW. It would be called the first day drill. Uh, and basically, without exposing too much, basically you run the ropes a bunch of times while in the middle of each set you do like squats, push-ups, certain rolls, this, that. It sounds really easy. But, you know, first time doing it, you have no ring shape. I'm doing that, and I'm just ready to throw up. I didn't throw up, thankfully, but, you know, I can't say too much for everyone else who's done it the first time. And I realized at that point, I'm like, wow, this is a cardio-based business. Maybe I should, you know, hit the treadmill, do some bikes here and there. Um, but the first bump, I remember doing it the first time Dom showed me. And I'm just like, God, how do people do this? This hurts. It hurts a lot. And uh, I'm like, you mean to tell me these guys are doing this on WWE? Like it's their job? I mean, it is their job. And... I'm just like, man, I don't know. This is for me after all. Then second day I did it, I was like, oh, it's fine. Feels like nothing. I think it's that first shock to the body where your body is just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why why are you doing this? Go be a, a businessman, be a CEO of a company. What 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 has gotten into you? But yeah, that's that was my first bump experience, first experience with training, and that's pretty much all there is to that. Yeah, I suppose it's uh, different to go from like as a normal person in your everyday life, like not wanting to fall down to mm -hmm. falling down on purpose. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what was a young Arthur MacArthur like? A young Arthur MacArthur, well, I well, I, like I said before, I was a big fan of wrestling in there, those days. I, you know, there was a time when wrestling just really wasn't looked down upon as something great, you know? I was like the lone kid in like grade school, middle school, who was a big WWE fan. You know, I had all the shirts and everyone's like, oh, you know, this is fake, right? You know, all this, you know, I was getting harassed. And, but yeah, I, I was a big fan. Went to every show, like whenever it came to town, I live in Cleveland, by the way, for anyone who wants to know. Um, so I go to the, the old Gundarina. Arena. My first show ever was uh, during the invasion angle of all shows. It was, it was actually a house shows and get this a house show main event with stone cold and the rock and you know i took that for granted at the time but i looking back i'm like damn i really witnessed history here but no one's here to witness because it was a house show of course and i think i was the only stone cold fan in attendance because at the time stone cold was a heel i even drew a nice sign for the guy and everything but but yeah um what can i say as a young man did a lot of sports, played football. I, I actually did some amateur wrestling. Um, the, the, yeah, I really carried that wrestling fanhood throughout my life. And, every, and everyone was so confused and they just, it was what it was. But yeah, I, that, that's, that's the gist of it, I guess you can say. Yeah, there is a time. Wrestling was really popular Stone until Cold it really time. wasn't. The Stone Cold sign was, uh, I saw the chat question here. <laughs> um, it was... I don't even remember what it said. I think it was the drawing of like a skull with a snake going through it. It was it, looking back. It, 
I wish I still had it because I wanted to give it to the guy, but I think I got scared that he'd throw it away because he was a heel at the time and I didn't want it, my heart to be broken. Aww. But yeah, you know, it, but it was a little drawn sign and stuff. Didn't really say nothing wild. But yeah, that was that was that. So if someone so if if someone made a sign for you, what would you look for in a sign for yourself? If someone made a sign for myself. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. I like I almost never see signs at indie shows ever. Uh I mean I've, I've seen a couple. Actually, I did have a friend of mine named Kayla make some signs calling me a carny, just totally ribbing me in the crowd. It's really annoying. I'm just like uh, she, she wants more of these cheetah print pants. He's like, hey Carney, I wear it better. I'm just like, come on now. <laughs> but but if you want to make a sign. Uh, I'm just looking at these questions as I'm answering and stuff. Um, what would they say? If someone were making me a sign, I, I don't know. Um, maybe make a drawing of me or something. I see my one friend made a drawing of me, and you know, after getting her permission, I use that as an eight by ten. It's in my merch sales now. It's the hot seller. Um, That's awesome. Oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think I think us as everyone in the indie world, we need to start bringing back signs. You know, forget the person behind you's view. Maybe they should stand up. Maybe they should get a sign. Well, wait, I mean, with indie shows. <laughs> well, yeah. With indie shows, there's always like, you can kind of hold it at chest level, and mm -hmm. wrestlers will probably still be able to see that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we do need to start bringing back signs. Yeah. Like every now and again, you see one, but it's usually like a little kid. Yeah, and the signs I see on TV whenever they were doing live shows, they're so tame. They're really, they, a lot of signs get taken away. I'm sure you guys have been to WWE shows before, and you, they, you, you'll see it at the security, a bunch of signs. People are writing really bad things, or they're just promoting things. And the, the WWE's security is really hyped on you know, blocking, like, AEW signs, for example. Those get tossed. Or, you know, anything homophobic, racist, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, you really won't see signs in the crowd for Raw or anything like that anymore. But yeah. just kind of rambled there. Where was I going with oh, that? You're fine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about signs. Like, yeah. you know, to your point, like in the Attitude Era, like you look back at those shows now and there's just a sea of signs. Like you can't even see the crowd because all you see are signs. All sorts of just goofy stuff too. Nothing yeah. that... A lot of it has aged horribly, and I'm just Very watching. Very like, Oof, oof! They better censor that. Censor this. I think I, before every like episode of Raw on the network or Peacock, they have to be like, "Hey, this is different time. It's not the same, you know, uh, TV rating as we do now." So, but yeah, hashtag bring back signs. I'm all about it. Everyone has a few. I see that few. But um, I like that you're into the chat. Yeah, I, I want I want to know what people are saying, and you know, I know people are gonna be asking questions, but yeah, that's that's all I got for that. So what I'm hearing is we need more signs, and Absolutely. I think that you're I think that that would bring, especially with crowds coming back and mm -hmm. and coming back in a big way. Um, mm -hmm. I think signs are probably a good way to go. How do you feel about streamers, like when people like lob the streamers? Those are those are just an honor, you know. I think once you get streamers, you know you've made it or you've done something well. 
very select people get streamers or in one case um former wrestler now retired dr daniel c rockingham would get toilet paper thrown that was his <laughs> deal but like i've seen um i've seen um what's it called like, i we had ultimo dragon at the show at aiw of course he got streamers he he absolutely deserved those ones yeah i think so, yeah good so now have you ever gotten streamers no Sadly not. I hope one day I do get some streamers, and if they are streamers, make them like cheetah for animal print or something. I don't know if Party City sells any um, colors or anything like that, but... Oh, there's uh, got to be some sort of printed streamers, you would think. Yeah, or make a difference. Instead of throwing streamers, you know, when me and Chuck Buffy sees her in the ring, throw us some hamburgers or something. Throw us some Hostess <laughs> cakes. We, we're, hey, we're all about getting big. We, we need that. So you're saying that you would be okay if someone just started like, like throwing Twinkies into the ring? I mean, Twinkies aren't my favorite hostess thing, but I definitely appreciate it. Well, what is your favorite hostess thing? That's hard because there's so many good ones. Uh, I, I think the cupcake is the classic. I'd say Ho Ho's, but Swiss Miss makes better versions of that. The Swiss Rolls. Yeah, little Debbie. Oh yeah, little Debbie. I'm glad she's back though, because I know that they shut down. I would probably pick little Debbie over Hostess in every aspect, minus the cupcakes. The cupcakes are really the way to go. Ever have trash or beer thrown at you? No, and I tell you now, you throw trash or beer at me, I'm not gonna be happy about it. Funny story about the beer, actually. So my dad was a big wrestling fan in the '80s. Actually, went to WrestleMania three. Um, <laughs> this is this story didn't age well, really, but he took a full can of beer and threw it at the Iron Sheik. Yeah, the Iron Sheik, you really pissed off my dad somehow. He got some great heat, threw a whole can of beer. At least that's what he tells me. And if I was the Iron Sheik, I would probably would have socked my dad for that. Because look, you know, no one likes to be thrown with anything. Uh, if it's malicious, you know, it's not trying to be Shawn Michaels getting a battery thrown in my eye. You know, I've heard the story of him walking out of shows, canceling matches because fans are too rowdy like that. Yeah, um, definitely don't throw trash or don't throw it at anybody. But that. Yeah, I'm I'm always almost impressed in a bad way when <laughs> when fans start just like oh, when fans start just like chucking stuff into the ring because mm-hmm. I would literally never do that for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that I wouldn't want to like hurt anybody not that i would but two i don't want to embarrass myself lord knows i can't throw anything very well yeah same i'm, I'm not the i'm not coordinated like that to be throwing nothing pinpoint accurately and all that no i'm not a sports ball kind of gal so mm-hmm. <laughs> but um when we were talking about wrestling you had talked about how for a while like wrestling was really popular and then it really was not popular and you, you stayed a fan the whole time was there ever a point where you were like over and done with wrestling or have you always been a fan um there actually was like a point uh it's like a year or two when i gave it up took a break from it because you know like you like you said people it started to die down a little bit you know i think once they got rid of that shock tv Jerry Springer, like it, Atmosphere of the Attitude Era, they really started to dwindle down. And I think sometime after WrestleMania 22, 
when they started doing these ECW shows, which were, was not ECW, um, <laughs> between that and 2007, early 2008, I was just, um, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Maybe I was tired of the Super John Cena run. Maybe it's just something wasn't there for me. I don't know what. I think in WrestleMania 23, I don't know. It just wasn't for me at the time, but I think I really came back to it once 24 kicked off and Randy Orton was doing his deal. Yeah, I I mean, I've liked wrestling since I was a little kid, but there's mm-hmm. definitely been times where you're kind of in and out of it. And I mm-hmm. think that the cool part about wrestling is it it's it's always there and you can always pick it back up. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you, if you don't like what's on now, you can go back especially now you can go watch AEW, you can go watch Impact, you can turn on the Peacock and get nostalgia, you know? There's so much wrestling out there, you, especially with the independents now. Um, it's not like it used to be back in the day where you had to tape trade or even like look at really crappy that. like Razor videos on YouTube. Like I started getting into independent wrestling because IWTV made it so accessible. And then from there, you kind of start reverse engineering it where mm-hmm. you're like, I like this person. So let's look at the other promotions that they're in. And now I watch, I almost never watch mainstream wrestling. I almost always just watch independent stuff, but yeah, like that's it, it just, it's to do it. That's the, that's the nice part about wrestling now is it's, there's something for everybody. If you don't like something, there's, there's something for you. Absolutely be it independence or cable wrestling or new Japan, or I know there's stuff out of Europe that I don't even like have a thought about discovered. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that there's wrestling. Like, um, I definitely saw a video of like some wrestling they're doing like in Africa somewhere, which was interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And how, the act of professional wrestling translates to all of those places. It's something that's global and universal and not so segmented. So um, what are your like future plans and dreams and what keeps you motivated either in wrestling, in your personal life, whatever you, however you care to share? I'll answer that question in a second. It might be fingers, but uh, but what my future goals? Um, obviously, I would love to make this my day to day job. I would love to have a you know maybe one day put pen to paper or really, you know, I would love to quit my real job that I have right now and just wrestle always. Just keep that as what I do and make a legacy out of it. Because uh, I hate having to balance out hey i'm gonna call off this weekend i'm gonna call off this weekend call this day so i can go to this show it's really hard you know right now like for the most part i'll wrestle once sometimes twice a weekend i really can't do my three four shot weekends anymore unless i really you know have an advance notice like i've got one coming up later this month maybe you'll y'all will know about it soon but i can't it's it's tough to have a real job and have a not so great income with wrestling right now you got to balance it out but but yeah i would love to you know make an absolute day-to-day day day job career out of wrestling and what keeps me inspired 
I guess the passion for it, the love for, it. you know, every time I go out there, you know, like recently I was at Emerge Wrestling and, you know, that crowd really got invested in me and I felt their energy. I'm like, this is what I live for. This is what I want to live every day of my life. You know, they'll take this over driving some trucks for Amazon or scrubbing some floors. That's that's what it's all about. This this the, the energy the fans love. That's what keeps me invested. And oh, I see Chuck Stones in the chat, and it's Falcon season. It's always Falcon season. Um, and the question I have, okay, I'll answer these two before we move on. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, Do your thing. <laughs> my thoughts on zingers. I love zingers. Actually, they're like little chocolate cakes. They're they're very basic, but. They get the job done. I used to snack on those a little bit. And uh, ever have a hardcore match? Um, it's funny. I was actually just thinking about the the lost show of our sister promotion, the MXWA, where me and good old Chuck Stone here were in a six-man hardcore scramble match. And it was with UXWA, we don't we don't go super hardcore death match. We our typical mindset with hardcore wrestling in that promotion is 90s attitude era hardcore so you'll see like a plunger a, ch a chair or a garbage can we don't just ridiculous props but we I, that's basically the sum of hardcore wrestling me and chuck have actually done a tables match so we've delved a little bit into hardcore i'd love to get into a little bit more i don't really want to do death matches or nothing like that but that's kind of the gist of it and yeah shout out amazon all right. So, so what's your favorite hardcore weapon? Like, what's what's the Arthur MacArthur weapon of choice? Well, I haven't gotten to use it yet. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen me use my dumbbells. By the way, that is real. That is. Some people have thought that's a fake prop. No, that is legitimately real. I actually. Um, uh, okay. Hopefully, the police aren't watching. I stole that <laughs> from my scrapyard. Uh, where I used to work, and someone had dumped all these vintage weights. I'm like, oh my god, I need this. So uh, when no one's looking, I'm just like, no, no, okay. Grab that dumbbell, put it in my car, and I've been using it as a prop ever since. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> what well, good fortune, pounds. like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't worth much money for those scrappers anyway, so who cares? I quit the job, so they can't fire me now. But yeah, it's like a 50 pound dumbbell. I, I'm i just trying to figure out a way to use it that's safe so it doesn't actually kill someone because it is really dangerous if done wrong. I attempted to use it before. Um, I love using the chair though. I think it gives you the best sound. It's the classic weapon. Um, I hate kendo sticks, man. Really hate kendo sticks because they're just, they don't really hurt, they sting. And there's really no good way to take them. No matter what, you're going to get that mark and get that welt. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Statue of limitations, and yeah, I know Amazon's not really like, but they they pay my bills and my insurance, so I I can't say nothing too bad about them. But yeah, as far as hardcore weapons, uh, actually, if you look at IWTV, one of my first few matches I was actually on WrestleMania for IW, and I I was trying to find a weapon like everyone like we had like a four way me, good old Chuck Stone here, like he has a a cheeseburger with barbed wire ripped around it. We had one guy with you know kick pads with thumbtacks on him. Another guy had like pan. And I'm like, I need, I need something. I brought a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> and looking back, it was the stupidest idea ever. I was I was trying to quote the one scene from Little Nicky about Jesus this, Moses that, Abraham hitting me with a wiffle ball bat, and 
it just didn't work out. <laughs> it, just, it makes no noise, and but it looks funny, I guess. Dude, I in my head before you had said wiffle ball bat, I had thought wiffle ball bat. <laughs> so I think that that was probably a fair weapon. Um, does does it hurt? I would feel like it wouldn't feel good. Oh no, the wiffle ball bats are hard. This it's plastic, but the middle portion like the barrel of it is so it's tough i wouldn't want to be hit by it <laughs> you know me neither <laughs> oh yeah let daisy daniels hit you with a kendo she can make it hurt i actually am unfamiliar with daisy daniels but i have to look into this maybe it, maybe it does hurt okay so um <laughs> i can tell you more about daisy daniels later <laughs> okay. Um, she's my best friend. <laughs> okay. Um, we've been shoot best friends for 18 years. <laughs> so um, what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling to this point? It, it can be either a title or a specific match or an opponent that you've had. Hmm. Greatest achievement. So in the world of titles, I really don't, I haven't really won many belts. But, although me, Chuck Stone's still here. We are the former Horror Slam Tag Team Champions of over 200 plus days. If y'all are familiar with Horror Slam up in the Detroit area, we kind of delved in there a little bit in the summer of last year when everything was closed. Um, that, I don't know, that, it, it, that is what it is. But as far as achievements go, like matches I've had, um, I guess I was, I was really proud of getting work with, you know, Southern Underground Pro. That's somewhere I really wanted to go. And of course, Dom, my trainer got me the, the help for that, and I'm grateful for him for that. Um, getting on a AIW debuting, that was one of my you know dreams come true with indie wrestling, because that was a it was a long training session of like a year. You know, I know some places you'll debut right like after a few, a few months, but I just don't think that's the right amount of time. And once we hit that debut show, I felt the bane of all our hard work came into fruition. Um, and I guess like an opponent. I haven't had a lot of dream. I mean, no, I've I've lost a lot of my points, but I think the one I really cherished most was getting to, to work out uh, with um, uh, the late and great Tracy Smothers. Um, worked him in a smaller indie show down south in Ohio, and this was sadly the last leg of his life. I, this was January of 2020, so I think he passed away a few months after that. I don't remember, but. Yeah, you know, that's something I cherish forever. And not a lot of people know about that because the promotion is so low key. But, and there's very few photos and videos of said match happening. It's almost lost, but I have like two photos from it. And that was a great time. Um, as far as achievements, you know, I've, I've got goals down the line and perhaps we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not Andrew. Chuck. Go away, man. Go to work. <laughs> I just got that question now. So, um, so how many squirrels? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? The greatest obstacle? Um, well, besides getting work in the COVID era, which everything was closed, um, I guess that would be personally was, was my lack of pure athleticism or just 
getting into proper ring shape. So, you know, you got guys like Jonathan Gresham who are technical wizards, grandmasters of the sport, or or super high flying lucha guys. And you got someone like me who's I mean, I'm not like completely unathletic. I I I'm a rather strong person. Like, you know, I've played sports and all that. But I realized none of those styles are really gonna appeal to people. And I've had to figure out a way to get through to some. And I did that by being a character and you know, really playing the circus strongman dude up. And I guess the real challenge has been finding a way to do very little as far as physical athletic moves go and just finding ways to, to wow as a character in 2021. Because I said it before on Gopher Broke, it's a challenge. People, it seems people are really into the death match, the shoot style more often, at least according to wrestling Twitter. And it's like, how do I appeal to these guys? So it's just, I guess, finding my way or, yeah, I guess that's the biggest challenge I could say for me personally. Well, you kind of touched on it, but I mean, I found out about you through COVID era wrestling and you seem to have really made the most of a poor situation mm-hmm. when you, and you kind of mentioned it too, that you went to do horror slam mm-hmm. because it was running. And yeah. do you think you were able to do things you wouldn't have been able to do like in a normal setting? Um, so I, I guess you could say that. So the way the way we, me and the other folks who traveled up to, to Michigan for that summer of 2020, we we realized that everything was shut down. Ohio, forget about it. Pennsylvania, no fans, no don't bother. Everywhere else, very limited, if anything. So we had to get what we could get. You know, we couldn't just sit around, especially at the amount of experience we had. I think at that point we had only been wrestling for like a year. We had to get these reps going. We had to figure things out because by the time COVID had hit, we still really weren't out there yet. So we had a we we found what we could in Michigan to just get those reps in and experiment, try different things. Um, I guess we were able to do different things. I'm used to like horse slam is very edgy. I guess you could say so. We were using more weapons. Uh, that's where me and Chuck got to be the tag team champions of the world, you know? But, but yeah, you know, we couldn't just sit around and do nothing. So I think going somewhere like Michigan was really a good stepping stone for us through the adversity of the pandemic. So um, moving on to kind of like some of your favorite things. Okay. So what do you like to listen to when you're on the road? Like what's your what's your road music? Oh, for sure. It really depends on who's DJing. You know, I got if you're DJing, like, you got handed the ox. I got handed the ox. Oh yeah. Um, I like a I don't want to sound like your basic person on Tinder, but I like a, a lot of things. Um, but oh um, like for example, y'all probably seen this tattoo before, so yes. I am a well, yeah. I like brand new. I, I got it before the whole situation happened, so don't get on my case. But um, I do like listening to that. I like, 
I like to get music that inspires me or just makes the music, I mean, makes the trip go by faster. You know, I can't listen to these long ballads and slow music. Like, I need to get focused. You know, I got to get this crowd, I mean, this this car going. One of our fun pastimes in the car is while we're, I'll be like, hey, I'll find some really obscure wrestling themes. I'm like, whose theme is this? Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And that's just something to get the time, the make the, the trip go by faster. Excellent choice. I'm an emo kid, so. Okay. Solid. <laughs> Situation. Hurt me too. <laughs> um, what are your favorite road snacks? I'm a, I'm a snack girl. Road snack. Well, hold that thought. I'm going to bring out the road snack because. I've never had show and tell before. Oh yeah. Well, I've got right here. You can find these at FinleyFit.com. Chicken snacks from Kurt Angle's shop. And I kid you not, these things are the healthiest snacks you've ever seen. And I'm not being plugged for this. I'm just showing it out for love. It's these like, think of Chex Mix, but tasting like chicken and a lot better and less calorie dense. I got the sweet barbecue here. I've got pizza coming in for it. All these other flavors. <laughs> but no, that's one of my favorite things to snack on. Um, but as far as our road trip snacks, like. Like you get done with the show, like you're ready to go back home and you hit like the gas station. Like what's your go-to? Um, well, we pray to God there's a sheet somewhere. But there never is. I only, I only seem to find sheets in Northeast Ohio, Columbus area, everywhere else. If I go east, it's Wawa. Over here, it's Casey's General Store. And for some reason, Indiana likes to stay closed with a lot of these places. There's no food available. But I think our number one like stop for as after shows is Taco Bell. I can never <laughs> go wrong. But getting a night if it, if it's available the grilled cheese burrito it's that's probably one of my favorite things from there or just getting a bunch of uh bean and rice burritos off the dollar menu um yeah you know i like to snack out. i like to really be completely unhealthy after shows i'm I, in my mind i'm like i just worked my ass off i've earned this giant chocolate bar <laughs> or a milkshake from one of those for real machines if they're up it's really annoying every time I, I, so I work, you know, I travel on the road for my job too. And I'll, if I'm feeling it, I'll get a, I want a milkshake from, for real. Those are really good, by the way. And the machines are always down. I think there's a conspiracy to like, cause like McDonald's never has their ice cream machines working either. And there's actually like a reason for that too. It's really funny, but it's just, yeah. I, sometimes when, when I really want a McFlurry or a Shamrock shake during March, not happening. <laughs> so um, I've never been to a Sheets or a Wawa because they definitely do not have them here. Oh, uh, where but do you live in Iowa? I live in Nebraska, no. but I I live and die by my Casey's. <laughs> okay, the I I know Nebraska is like a corn haven, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> corn and cows. <laughs> corn and cows. That's the way to be. Yeah, go ahead and follow Vanilla Pancakes, I'm sure. And this cheeseburger burrito, that sounds completely American, and I'm all about it. (laughs) 
So who, so you're getting ready to go on a wrestling road trip. You're, you're going to a show who is in your wrestle car. Like who are your road buddies? For sure. And it, it varies depending on who's booked and who's available, who has to work or whatever. Typically best case scenario, idea, best case scenario, everyone's available. We're all going. It would be myself, probably my car driving because everyone else is, you know, finding excuses, whatever. But Ooh, I got Chuck Stone. People out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chuck Stone, uh, my good tag partner or solo wrestler, the burger loving badass himself, Chuck Stone. Um, you got the Bitcoin boys who are really on the rise as of late. Uh, Eric Taylor, Mikey Montgomery, they, they like to travel with me. Uh, and we always have like one extra seat for someone or wherever. Like a lot of times we'll like to bring our good buddy, our ref from AIW, Xavier, Xavier Franklin. We like to get him opportunities when we can. Um, I recently traveled with Riley Rose, who just moved up here to Cleveland after his deployment. And it, it varies. Um, I always have a seat open for like a student who wants to just get that road experience. But yeah, Bitcoin and Chuck Stone with me on the road is ideal. What is your favorite city to wrestle in? City? Well, I'm a homer, but it's Cleveland. Because there's, for one, there's no place like home, and the AIW crowds are just absolutely the best. But as far as traveling and going to a different town, my favorite city to wrestle in definitely not Detroit um is there a story the way you said that was like you, you suffered drama I don't want to I don't want to bury nobody or bury no scenes I just there's just a lot of drama up there and they, they're all about you know if you talk to some wrestlers who've been through that area they'll tell you it's just a giant drama show that I'll leave it at that enough said but, this isn't a shoot you're good cool. <laughs> yeah um what's it called I guess my favorite city, I mean, I've only really been there once, but I definitely want to go back again because it's a really beautiful city, uh, Nashville. Um, when I drove through it once on the way to a show, and then I was recently there for the uh, Southern Underground Pro tapings. And Nashville is just a really awesome city. I definitely want to get back out there sometime. So who's been your favorite opponent thus far? favorite opponent thus far um really loved working with Jaden newman at sub i thought you know we had a great clash of styles and everything and you know, i'm not used to that southern hard hitting style i'm like oh shit you know you might have noticed it when he started slapping me in the neck I'm like, okay all right we're doing this shit okay um he was really fun to work with definitely want to get back you know with him again at some point um worked a little bit with dom it was a shorter match though for the storyline they were going for so i i definitely want to touch back on that but i guess other favorite opponents i've had other than yeah, yeah i'm gonna stick with that for now so what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give favorite move to take i think my ultimate favorite move to take would be some sort of variation of the stunner because if you've ever seen me take a stunner I've got a great sell for it. You know, I've bounced myself up as high as I can and try to like fish it, you know, really stay stiff. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really funny. 
and I think it's just the most goofy thing I can do. So definitely a stunner of some variation. Uh, my favorite move to give uh, would be recently would be my impaler would, would be my finish, which is like an impaler DDT. It looks looks deadly, and it just it really gets the crowd going when they see someone get spiked like that, or just giving a good old fashioned lariat. Back to basics type stuff, you know, really flipping people with my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your dream match? A dream match? Well, it's definitely not possible now with his contract, but I really want to work with uh, Cesaro. And he's he's probably right now one of the guys I watch the most. You know, he's really, I think, a really well-rounded performer. He's got a great look. He's absolutely flawless in ring he's a real strong dude you know and i think he's one of the more under un, unappreciated wrestlers in wwe i'm glad to see him get on the main event of the last backlash you know i think he's starting to finally get his due but he'd be a dream match but like i guess colt cabana's up there too he's another good character he's i think i can learn a lot from the guy and i think we can have some fun out there do you have any like pre-match rituals? Is there something that you always listen to or do or something you always wear? Um, pre-match rituals. I'm going to answer that question here in a second. Um, I don't really have a ritual, I guess you could say. Like I know there's some guys like CM Punk who does this forever. Or some people like to do like 200 squats before a match. I don't know how you can do that. You know, I like being fresh. I don't want to be having a workout before the match. I, I don't, I never understood that, but I guess I don't really have much of a ritual per se. I just, I'm there in the back when it's time for me to go up. All right, let me just stretch out a little bit, drink this C4, ready to go. So yeah, I guess I got to have my caffeine fix. Um, okay, I'll answer these questions real quick. I will not wrestle the caveman with the gloves. Um, if for anyone unfamiliar, there's a long story short, there is this guy who thought I stole his character who's just actually a caveman with a cheetah print, but he also wears boxing gloves. That's a whole story. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Would the Cesaro swing make you queasy? I mean, if I'm giving it, probably not. Uh, I've done it once. It's all right. I like doing it. It's a fun little crowd engaging thing. Caveman Moyer, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's all it is for real. So, what's the weirdest request you've gotten as a wrestler? Like, <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you a little something about weird requests. So, uh oh, I'm in Facebook, for this. Facebook is an abyss. I hate it, but you got to have all the social medias. If you look at my messengers, you'll see guys like, hey, uh, you want to come down here and wrestle me a little bit, boy? Wink, wink. I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't think so. He's like, oh, come on. I work with the airlines. I'll pay for your flight. I'm like, I don't want you to pay for nothing, man. I don't know who you are or what you do. Um, yeah, I get a lot of weird requests. I've had, I had one guy ask for me to strip from on camera. I'm like, brother, they have OnlyFans accounts for this, like. I, I can't be the ideal man you're looking for. <laughs> and 
yeah, these people on Facebook, and I can't even imagine what it's like to be a female in these cities. I'm sure, I'm sure they're dealing with clothes. And I, because I, my one friend uh, who recently came here, Eden Von England, she t- she shows me all these weird messages she's gotten. And yeah, I, I mean, some of these fans don't know boundaries. Like, I just don't even respond to them. Even if they're saying hi, I won't even respond at this point. Because it's just like, I don't know what your intentions are. I get the weird, like, oh, join the Illuminati messages. I'm like, oh, is that easy, huh? All righty. The Illuminati. I don't Are think they can sort through Facebook messages. Uh, yeah, yes, I am. Uh, where is Alden? Oh, he's went away. I was like, you have a cat? You're not going to show me the cat? cat? Yeah, I, I don't know where Alden went, but I would definitely put her on screen if I could. Yeah. yeah. Um, if at any yeah. point you have a cat, like we'll have a cat break. I'm fine with that. Okay. No, but <laughs> all these weird requests from people, you know, and sometimes you just don't give them the time of day or even say, like I've had people send me adult images of themselves. And I'm just like, this is in a. Would you show your mother this? I'm like, do I have to tell your mother you're doing this? Would she approve of this? I don't think so. I actually have made a threat that if anyone does that again, I will tell their mother or find out who they are or their parents and do it. But oh, that is not surprising, mm-hmm. but also incredibly hilarious to me. And I apologize that you are harassed in such a manner. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, it's crazy to me that that's like such a prevalent thing because I hear that from like all of my friends here that are wrestlers is that they get like weird like requests for strange sexual things yeah. and like i'm not here to kink shame but like maybe you should find like a willing participant and not reach out to random strangers yeah to fulfill your needs have a social media and will put you on blast you know you, know, you got, girl, got uh, like, girls like uh, jordan grace putting out that book of dm she's gotten it's like you really want to put yourself in that situation what makes you think you're going to be the one that cracks her you know what i got a great good looking dude in jonathan gresham let me just drop all that and talk to you you know baseless facebook profile like come on (laughs) the only way to go is to name and shame Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um now, I know that you've, we've talked about traveling a little bit. Um, mm. Every wrestler that I've ever spoken with has at least one really good travel story. Either something that's been really funny or exciting or memorable mm. or you've almost died. Um, there's always one really good, like, messed up travel story. Um, so if you could go ahead and share your good, really messed up travel story. And you can go ahead and um, use any sort of aliases you need to to protect um, any innocent parties from embarrassment okay funny story sadly chuck if you're still here you can go ahead and put a story there too because i don't remember them all um because there's definitely some good ones um okay i'll tell i haven't told the story publicly ever before but um exclusive (laughs) yeah right this was before i actually debuted this i call this the car ride from hell so Mania weekend in Jersey, where they ran at White Eagle and all that. Um, AIW, we ran uh, the Slumber Party Massacre. 
and we needed hands for the show and not a lot of people were going you know because new jersey and new york very expensive places at the time i couldn't afford it so basically we got pressured into uh, i got pressured into going for the day so i i took my car and brought four people with me it was uh mikey montgomery our good friend xavier franklin and two unnamed aiw students and uh as we're coming back I'm tired. Drove seven hours there. We're driving seven hours back in the same day. I was like, hey, person, want to take over the wheel? Because no one else in the car can drive except for that this other person. I'm like, can you take the wheel for a little while so I can rest my eyes in the back? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So I go back trying to take a nap. And this guy, I'm not kidding you, he missed every exit. And Mikey is in the front seat screaming at him like, dude you're missing everything like jesus and he's just like oh it'd be like that sometimes uh-huh whips on a lollipop and just starts sucking on it and this guy must have had 20 lollipops in his pocket because he just kept whipping them out for every exit he missed and eventually after an hour i'm like i can't sleep get the fuck out let me take the wheel back and um yeah i just drove back and i'm just and we were almost out of gas and the worst part about jersey is you can't pump your own gas because apparently we're children and a lot of gas stations close at night. So I can't find a gas station. I'm teetering on E. I'm like, we are really about to get stranded in New Jersey right now. And thankfully I was able to find someone at the very last second. But, and of course the one person in the car was just bringing up really funny, like bringing up really funny statements. Um, And it's just, that that's just a that's just one of many stories I've got. Chuck, I was really hoping you'd have a story in the chat because there's more, so much more. I guess another. I guess I'll put one more story out there though. Was um, good old Horror Slam decided to have us in a two out of three falls tables match. This is going to require about five tables. That's you a know, lot of tables. Need, yeah, you need you, you need tables. You know, so that way we can. Ideally, two falls here, two falls here. Oh, who's going to get the last fall? You don't know. And then, what's it called? We're, they only provided three. And I'm just sitting here like, this isn't going to work. What? Why are they not giving us more tables? Whatever. So I, I'm, I talk to the guys, and we all chip in. All right, we're going to get two extra tables from this guy on Craigslist. So I got like these, these $10 tables. I brought him with the show with my Corolla, by the way. Not easy to do. I bring the tables in. We go to check out the other three. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, he was about to bring up the tables too. These three <laughs> tables are the most unsafe, splintery things I've ever seen. And okay, I don't want to expose too much of, of the gimmick behind it, but basically the, t- the the legs were attached to the metal frame of these tables and you you have to remove the metal frame or at least part of it so that you can get that break and they, they were attached and the wood so splintery and we have deathmatch guys at the show looking at the tables like oh i wouldn't use those tables you'll die this that i'm like yeah you're probably right and and they actually had a metal handle in the middle which couldn't be unscrewed so what our big plan of a great epic five falls match ended up just being a 2-0 sweep. And I'm just like, this, this sucks. I'm mad. 
you know. That's terrifying. In hindsight, <laughs> I wish I, we would have just, because it's funny, we were, we, we had planned this match, like, we, we announced this match as a surprise, like, we want a tables match in a promo, and they're like, okay, we'll do it, but we're going to do it at two out of three falls, which was a stupid idea looking back. We should have done doors. We should have done last man standing. We should have had like a pillow fight. That would have been more enjoyable. Hamburger eating contest. I have, I would have done it. We would have easily won that though. I don't think it would be similar to the story that we hear about rock and roll trophies. Those are there's a different term for that, but we're not. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a question that um I think that it's best for everybody if we just skip over. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, but we can piece the pictures together. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about that with me sometime, you can go ahead and slide into my DMs. Okay. Because because um, whoever, I think it was Vic that asked that, I, I'd be more than happy to, to speak from my perspective as a woman that is a fan of independent pro wrestling for sure uh, <laughs> um so outside of wrestling outside of wrestling um what are like what are some of your hobbies what do you like to do when you're not wrestling <sighs> well when i'm not wrestling and i'm not working i want time to myself oh i got my ps4 over there i'm still waiting for that ps5 to be available you know, y'all at Sony are really breaking my heart right now. Um, I do like, you know, getting the gym and, and train with AIW whenever I get the chance to. Um, love going out with the guys or anyone. You know, we got a great nightlife scene over here in Cleveland. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't really have a lot of crazy hobbies I do. Like, wrestling is really my big focus. But, you know, I guess I like gaming a lot. Um, yeah, there's it, really not too much as far as like hobbies go outside of wrestling, but I do like traveling and hopefully I can get some more money so I can, you know, make these travels happen even without wrestling. Well, and you have a cat. I do have a cat and, you know, it's almond fun to play with here and there, wherever almond's at. Hey, well, I don't know where she's at. She's being camera shy. <laughs> So what do you have upcoming as far as shows are concerned? Okay, well, upcoming. So this Saturday, uh, I'm making my new Wave Pro debut, and I'll be facing against the recently soaring Mad Dog Connolly for New Wave Pro. That's coming this Friday. Um, the following day, June 6th, I've got uh, it's world's finest wrestling in Indiana, and I'll be taking on Aaron Atlas. Um, the following week, which is June, June 12th, I think the graphic's up there on the screen. It's a wrestling theology. I'm facing good old Chuckles the Clown. That graphic that's up there right now, Matt Brannigan, he's, yeah, he had a pull out. Uh, and he's actually going to be here uh, tomorrow, so. Yeah, <laughs> he's my tomorrow guest. <laughs> oh, for sure. He's, he's, he's a solid guy, for sure. He's yeah, he's all about that nipple playing matches, and it's it's great. Um, yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, 
the following week, we got AIW major announcement. I don't think it's live on IWTV, but it will be available. I got that in Cleveland. Uh, the next day, I got Midwest Wrestling in Marion, Ohio. The next day, I've got a bunch coming up, and I have a show the following week in June, but that hasn't been announced yet. And I don't think I'll be doing a service as a debut for said promotion, which is relatively big. So I'm gonna let them announce it. I think you can picture that what's what's coming, but yeah, uh, I'll let them do that. But that's fair, got, and that sounds exciting. <laughs> oh, for sure. Let's just say, can't wait to be back in the south. Um, the, okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's as far as like June goes. I've got scattered dates throughout the rest of the year but i'm always looking for new places to go and to showcase what i got so what would you tell a 10 year old version of yourself a 10 year old version of myself oh there's a lot first off i tell them to invest in bitcoin every <laughs> single dollar i have put it in bitcoin let's do what we got to do um but no uh first off i would tell him wait a year don't join the military do not join the military i don't care what that recruiter said about the travels and fun you'll have it's not it's a lie don't do it i mean i like the free money for school i guess but i i it um, sucks i mean <laughs> it's not bad. i mean it's not really free because you give up you, a lot to get that. i gave up quite a bit but i did get to spend a year in korea and that was awesome that's a whole other story but yeah, I would tell 10-year-old Artie McArty to, uh, yeah, don't go in the Army. Just when AIW school opens in a year, go go train with Johnny Gargano and become a professional wrestler like you've always wanted to be. It's not that expensive here. I mean, it is, but it's not where you have to pay an upfront fee of 1000 bucks or something. Um, you know, I would tell them to just follow the dreams, you know, do better in school. I don't know the typical oh i wish i was back there i didn't mess around type of deal and yeah i would just i would just tell 10 year old me to just do better and to make better choices it's the best way to put it so i know that you said earlier that you're a waffle guy a waffle guy yeah did I just glitch out for a minute? I, if I did, I'm back. And it's because my my battery thing said, low battery missing. I know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, how do you normally take your pancakes? Because I, I take my pancakes. Um, well, I mean, if there, I didn't know there was multiple ways to take them. I thought it was just oh my goodness. pancake with some butter and syrup and just cut it. There you go. I mean, are you talking like different flavors? I love yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with pancakes. They're a blank slate. Yeah, that is true. You know, everyone's always used to having the plain pancakes. But, you know, if I, like, say we go to IHOP, for example, they've got that one New York style cheesecake pancakes. I'm all about that whenever I go. That makes me a pancake person when I go there because they've got all these wild flavors. I've recently been messing around with these Kodiak cakes, which are like protein, a protein batter uh, pancake thing, and it's it's great. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I'm 
I love putting chocolate chips in my pancakes whenever I get a chance. That's, I guess that's the best way I like them. Yeah, but like nuts. my love of waffles is just, there's something about those little pockets where you can put the syrup in. There's just something about that. I'm all about See, it. I'm not big on, like, I don't, I don't like the syrup pockets. It's like a whole mouthful of liquid syrup. Mm. It's, it's like if I wanted a mouthful of liquid syrup, I would just drink it out of the thing. Mm, I don't recommend that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I guess I really like the ones from Waffle House. I guess that's what got me really back into that. Waffle House is the absolute best stop. Apple butter and pumpkin butter are great on pancakes and waffles. Um, I, first off, I knew about apple butter. I had never heard of pumpkin butter, though. That's I haven't either. Who said that? Vic Sage. Oh, okay. Pumpkin butter sounds... I didn't even think it's butterable. You know, like... I'm not a big pumpkin fan. I'll be I, honest about yeah, it. I know. Everyone loves to just rave in the, during the fall. Oh, pumpkin spice is back, baby. I'm not about it. Are you an apple guy? I love apple. Yeah, if I'm my... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. No, it's uh, apple pie with some ice cream. That's the best way to do it. And um, some great flavors like Bang Crisp and Apple Crisp. That's the best flavor, in my opinion, as far as Bang goes. Yeah, pumpkin butter does some bomb. Maybe, maybe Chuck and I will try some pumpkin butter when it's time. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm, uh, when it comes to fall flavors, I am very much an apple-oriented girl. Um, mm-hmm. I do not, I do not mess with pumpkin. I don't need that in my life. But yeah. I will take anything apple that you give to me. That was pumpkin pie, though. I, no, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to pick apple 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm going to set like a scene for you because okay. this, is, this is really our last question okay. and then we'll probably hear from Christopher to see if there's anything in the chat that you've missed because you've been doing a really good job of keeping up. I do a terrible job of keeping up. I'm always way too focused on making sure I'm on track to, to worry about any of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you decide that you are hungry and you're like hungry for something sweet. Mm-hmm. And you go to the store and you're walking the aisles and you go down the cookie aisle and you decide that you want to try, you want, you, you, you want, an, you want America's favorite cookie. You want an Oreo. Of course. So what? I was about to say, yeah, Oreo is my go-to for that. Okay. okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Then we're, then we're on, we're on the right track. So mm-hmm. you go to the aisle and I know there's all these like crazy flavors and different types and you think I just want like a regular OG like chocolate and cream Oreo and you decide you know I can pick either a single stuffed Oreo or a double stuffed Oreo which one would you pick I gotta tell you the double stuffed Oreos are the way to go especially the chocolate double stuff yeah you get that but please God have some milk with you because you will your mouth will just be in that Oreo, I'm like, oh, my dentist is going to kill me. Yeah, the double stuffed Oreo is my absolute go-to. So the double stuffed is the unofficial correct answer to that question. So, okay. <laughs> flying colors. <laughs> Oops. 
So um, do we have any questions from chat that we didn't get to, Christopher? We Arthur has done an amazing job in the right, chat he's been tonight. The best. Staying on top of all the questions in the chat. If you do have any other questions in the chat, go ahead and throw them in there. But he is on top of everything. But what we do have, thanks to the captain and a private message that he sent me, was we have lightning round. Lightning round, okay. We have lightning round, and uh, these are 10 questions. Uh, we don't want you to think too much about these. We don't want an explanation. So I'm just okay. going to read you out 10 questions, and you're going to answer them, and uh, we're just going to judge you whether you like it or not. Okay. All right. <laughs> so question number one, favorite holiday? Halloween. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Actual strength, like the Hulk. A nickname your parents called you? Tiger. What is your dream car? The Aston Martin from James Bond. Cake or pie? Ooh. Cake. What is your favorite childhood TV show? SpongeBob. Favorite number? 78. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Garlic bread or garlic knots? Garlic bread. And a your biggest pet peeve? Uh, pet peeve. Uh, Bad manners. I don't know. And that's 10. Well done, my friend. <laughs> Val, that's the lightning round. And uh looks like chat hasn't asked any other questions. Brilliant. So um, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to see Almond tonight. But um, sometimes, sometimes cats are like that. Um, if you, yeah, if you have a picture, though, just like, I want to see. <laughs> I, I, mean, sure, I, I have vision of what almond is like in my head. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm All I'm right. a thousand and ten percent a cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been the stack. I'm Val Pancakes, and this has been Arthur MacArthur. Please follow him on all social media outlets so i know that you have twitter instagram do you have instagram you have instagram right i do have instagram arthur two underscores macarthur there's another arthur macarthur out there who's a grammy uh, grammy award-winning producer and i'm not happy about it i didn't know about it until after i think you guys need to fight for supremacy oh we will we'll win a grammy someday and be sure to check out his matches um, in AIW, Flophouse, and Southern Underground Pro. Um, those are on IWTV, easy to find. And be sure to check out AIW's Go For Broke tonight. And it looks like that's starting in um, probably about 20 minutes. Ooh, so, yeah, you better get on that. So you have time to disengage with us, get that set up and rolling, um, and make sure to check that out tonight for obvious reasons. And thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me here, guys.